government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Sandberg, I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents any or FBI confidential agents informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents any F- or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Ms. who is Ray Epps? Yeah. I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot well, of people who are understandably very concerned, concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. 
The next day. The next day. On January 6, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed, would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sanborn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is, a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. Not to my knowledge, sir. I cannot answer that. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, about 10 months ago, I was visited, maybe nine months ago, I was visited at the old studio by the FBI. The Federal Bureau of Investigations visited little old live from America studio, the smaller studio, and interrogated me over my role in January 6th, being in Washington, D.C. that day. I want you to imagine in your heads what would have happened had I said to the FBI who was interrogating me, although I was not under arrest, and I could have easily said, uh, I won't answer anything without a lawyer. However, I didn't need to. Can you imagine had I said to the FBI, I cannot answer that question. I cannot answer that question. Sorry, I cannot answer that question. Can I put my hands behind my back? Yes, I can. That's how that conversation would have gone. Had I said to the FBI, I cannot answer that question. So how can she, Agent Karen, we'll call her, how can she just say, I cannot answer that question, talking to a representative, a Senate, a senator, a U.S. senator representing the state of Texas, how can they just sit there and say, I cannot answer that question. I cannot answer that question. But I would like to thank Agent Karen, as we'll call her, because she did answer that question by not answering that question. Isn't that the same thing that the left is saying about Steve Bannon right now and about 
Mark Meadows right now and Roger Stone right now that you must answer our questions or else? Here these people are, employees of the government who work for the United States taxpayer, and they don't have to answer a darn thing. Anyway, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America, ladies and gentlemen. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you, as always, from the live-free-or-die granite state of New Hampshire. And it's an honor to be here with the Real America's Voice news audience this evening, watching on Pluto, Channel 240, Samsung, Channel 1029, Dish Channel 219, and also Select TV Channel 106, and Apple Android TV, and of, cl- of course Roku and Fire Stick, which you can also find LFA TV on there as well if you'd want to watch more of the show. To everybody watching on Rumble, how you doing, my Rumble family? Good to see you. We found a major home on Rumble after we were completely censored and banned from every social media platform on the planet at that time. I'd like to say hello to my Getter family. If you are not on Getter, please get over on Getter and follow me and Project Veritas and Steve Bannon and so many other great patriots that have made their way over there to Getter because we're now starting to get the left following us there. It's starting to get fun. Starting to get really fun over there on Getter. But the question of the day, before we really get started, is did Ted Cruz vindicate himself? No, no, I shouldn't say that. Should, did Ted Cruz... It, it, does this make up for what Ted Cruz did last, just the other day, with the terrorism statement? I don't think it does. I don't think it does, Ted. But I got to tell you, I will give props where props are due. And that was a great grilling that you gave Agent Karen today because what you did is you got her to to um, to basically answer the question is who is Ray Epps is he a federal agent and were there federal agents involved on that day and the answer to every one of those questions for those who are just tuning in is an unresounding yes <laughs> yes from the highest top of the mountain I cannot answer that means Yes. So I will say, Ted Cruz, good job. Great job for getting her to say that. And uh, here's the other thing, too. Somebody as high-ranking as Ted Cruz, somebody in that position, knows a lot more than you and I do about January 6th. They already know far more than you and I do. Well, we'll put it this way. They have proof. They have proof of everything that we already know that we don't have the proof of yet. So for Senator Ted Cruz to do this lets you know that he's definitely trying to make up for the, uh, the terrorist comment that he made the other day that, that made its rounds around the internet and really hurt his chances from ever running for anything ever again. And I think he had to pull out a big gun. I think he knew he had to have a soundbite today that was pulling out the big guns. And that's exactly what he did. He took something that I believe he already knows to be true, which is why he asked the question in the first place, knowing the answer to the question, knowing the kind of response he would get from from Agent Karen. And uh, he got the response that he and everybody uh, was looking for and hoping for. And I think that's Ted Cruz knowing a little bit more than we all do and throwing himself a bone for what he did. What say you? Either way, I'm good with it. Either way, I am good with it. So thank you all very much uh, for joining in again. If you're on Rumble and you're on Getter, please share for those watching on digital TV and, of course, Real America's Voice News. Welcome. We are going to go to the Lord. We're going to go to Jesus calling to start out the day like we always do. 
January 11th, year of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, 2022. Trust me, moment by moment. Though the battle is fierce and you are weak, your resources are unlimited. My spirit is ever ready to help you. You have only to ask. My children thinks their resources uh, are unlimited as well in our home. Uh, but that's not the case. Uh, it is in heaven, though. Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And John 14, 16 and 17 says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And before you turn out the light this evening, search for me in this moment. Call upon my name with confident trust. You know, that's what I try to tell my unbelieving friends is it's, it's hard for me to explain everything to you because you can't see it. And the reason you can't see it is because you don't believe it. So you're never really trying to get the unbeliever to see what you see. You're trying to get the unbeliever to believe blindly so they can see. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please, everybody in the home, join with me as we say the Lord's Prayer together, giving all honor and glory for this show, this network, this country, our family, and the very lives that don't even belong to us but are given to us by God. Let's all give him the glory right now. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And I would like to ask for healing, ladies and gentlemen, for healing prayers. Healing prayers for our, one, of our, uh, one of our family audience members here, Donnie C. We're praying for you, Donnie, for Scotty, for so many who have lost their, uh, their, their, their mothers, their fathers, who are sick right now, who have lost pets that are close to them. We're praying healing over you. And just know that you are in our minds, you are in our hearts, you are in our souls, and you're in our prayers. And also, folks, we're very bold here on Live from America this year. We want to get 10,000 Bibles out the door and into the hands of people seeking God, whether it be here in the United States or all over the world. That's a very, very hefty task that we're taking on our, uh, uh, upon ourselves here, but it's something that God has been weighing on uh, my heart. And so if you want to send any Bibles that you have laying around the house extras, please, whether they're used or new, send them here to the Live from America studio, and uh, we'll make sure that we get them in the hands of anybody who needs them. And if you need a Bible, please go to jeremyherald.com 
Scroll down to about two-thirds of the way on the front page, and you will see a place for you to request a Bible. You can request any kind of Bible you want, and if we have that certain Bible, then we will accommodate you as best as we can. The, the, uh, the, the priority is just getting the word out there to people who need a Bible, okay? So prayers for everybody. Thank you. We'll take a quick time out here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. And when we come back, the first and foremost section of the day, Project Veritas have gotten themselves in trouble with Twitter once again. But I guess that's what happens when you tell the truth over on Twitter. We'll be right back right after this. Um, want to give some live shout-outs here on Rumble and some live shout-outs on Getter. So let's go ahead and do those now. If you are watching on either one of those platforms, which I would assume you are, that's why you're here and listening, uh, please tell me where you are, what your name is, and let me give you the proper shout-out that you deserve. And uh, we have a few hundred people watching on Getter, and we have over about 4,000 watching on Rumble. So remember, every day, folks, we need 1,000 shares per show. So all that needs to be is one person doing it 1,000 times or 1,000 a uh, person doing it, a thousand different people doing it one time. Either way, a thousand shares is what we're looking for every show, and I appreciate it. Jeremy, did you get the Bibles from, sorry, I did not see that, uh, but anything that was from the old address is coming here, and we've been checking all the way up until just two days ago, just in case something didn't make it to the new studio, okay? Um, Carol from Pennsylvania, how you doing, girl? Good to see you. Thank you for watching tonight, man. Uh, Diane from Tennessee, God bless you. Victoria, how are you? Good to see you. Eileen from Texas. Tori from Wausau, Wisconsin. Shout out to Emma. Kathy Hamilton watching from Central New York. It's good to see you, Kathy. Dave, uh, Dave Wakefield, I believe that was. How you doing, Dave? Kevin from Michigan. Dr. Cullen in the building, I believe, from the frontline um, front doctors and nurses. And if that's the case, we definitely need to get a few of our family members some ivermectin. If you're watching, uh, uh, definitely we'll talk afterwards. Jen J, how you doing? Good to see you, Jen J. Tom from Florida is watching on Rumble. And, of course, Jill from Michigan. Let's jump over to Getter. We got a lot of stuff going on on Getter as well now, folks. Brian Hoover says, I'm here, brother. Good to see you, Brian. Thanks, man. Bob and Barb from Ohio. Thank you very much. Roxy from Sacramento. Good to see Roxy. She's always wearing uh, something to do with Life from America or uh, her old armor of God. Uh, let's see. Pups and Ponies. Hey, from Ohio. Susan Geyer says, shout out, Jeremy. Well, shout out to you, girl. How you doing? Thank you. Grounded Apparel says, I need to get some ivermectin. Well, there you go. Donnie C., my condolences from Vessel. So we are praying for you, Donnie, buddy. Don't worry. Uh, you, just, you just lean on God. Everything will work out well. Melissa from Washington. God bless you. Thank you. Trisha from Columbia. I mean Columbia. <laughs> from Columbia. Maybe it was Ohio. Uh, not from Columbia. Shout out from Virginia, says Donna. How you doing? Let's go, Lugo. My sister from another mister down there in Boston. How you doing, girl? And one more, Dina from Arizona. Got my neighbor to start watching you. Well, that's good. That's good. Sharing is caring, and we definitely have to spread the love. You know what I mean? Ryan from Wichita, Kansas. God bless. Recovering from COVID. Slight cold. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're recovering. I know that most of the people that I've talked to that actually did get COVID said the worst part about it was the losing the taste and the smell. A lot of people aren't really even getting, I don't see a lot, hear a lot of high temps anymore. I hear mostly, uh, you know, scratchy throat, very weak, hard to breathe. Um, but I guess it affects everybody just a little differently, right? Rival Designs Mom. 
is in the building on Rumble. All right, let's get into it. Just paid 290 bucks for ivermectin, says Majorva27. Well, we're going to be paying a lot for more for that, I'll tell you that, pretty soon when they get the, the new pill out and, and erase ivermectin. Did some shopping on my pillow last night and used LFA promo code. There you go. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that. It's just like a donation. And for those who donated this already on Rumble Rants, God bless. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Live from America. This is Jeremy Harrell reporting to you from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. I don't know if you know, but Project Veritas made headlines again. So let's get into the first and foremost section of the day. Project Veritas has released the military documents that have been leaked by whistleblowers, but have been kind of hidden in some desk somewhere in some inspector general's desk, it seems, concerning the lies that Dr. Fauci told under oath and much, much more. And Twitter, as expected, remained consistent and suspended a Project Veritas um, user. Uh, from, and uh, let, me just get, let me get to who they suspended that works for Project Veritas first. Because Project Veritas obviously has got, had, had many, many accounts banned on Twitter. And um, now it's Eric Spracklin. He works for Project Veritas, and he had, a, uh, he had an account on there where they were releasing the truth. And uh, after the, uh, the Dr. Fauci military documents blew up, the D- Department of Do- uh, Defense documents blew up, Twitter banned him this morning. Banned him as well as GOP senators and medical doctors and Roger Marshall and Rand Paul have, de- have all had some kind of a strike on Twitter today. For doing what? Challenging the narrative. Fauci's hands were shaking uncontrollably as Senator Marshall uh, went over the Project Veritas report. He, could, he, he turned it into a circus, folks. And I can't wait for you to see the videos in case you haven't seen them yet. And Senator, uh, Senator Rand Paul, in fashion, in, in fashion as of late anyway, also ripped into Dr. Fauci and exposed him for being nothing more than a political hack and at very worst... A murderer, very, very much complicit in the murder of millions and millions of people, at least if the reports from uh, Project Veritas and uh, the, the leak from the, uh, the Department of Defense are true. And uh, so far, nobody has said that they are not true. You did, however, get to hear uh, Tony the Ratface Fauci try in some way, shape or form to skip and dance around what was really in there. That's not what was really in there. Senator Paul, as uh, uh, once again, you are grossly misstating the facts here. Senator Paul, okay? You are grossly misstating the facts, and I don't know why. Anybody is mad at me, because all I've done is stay consistent with what the CDC and the WHO and the health experts have all said that we should do. So I don't know why people are coming after me. Basically, that was the extent of the temper tantrum that Tony the Rat Face Fauci, the highest paid government bureaucrat in Washington, D.C., did while he was um, being grilled by senators today. And look, if you've got nothing to hide, then sit there quietly and very maturely just say hey you're wrong i don't know what to tell you this is right but don't make a circus out of the entire thing 
And that's exactly what happened. We're gonna we're gonna pivot real quick to that, but I want to just give you a a, a, a a basically a review of what happened with Project Veritas, just in case you were working all day and you had not had any time to listen to me or anybody else. They obtained documents that were actually released back in August, but kind of hidden and brushed under the rug, like I said, in some inspector general's desk somewhere in the Department of Defense, and they were really unverified until. Project Veritas released them last night. And basically, the worst things about this is the government told, the military told Tony Fauci and the NIH they could not do gain of rate of research, uh, gain of function research on this particular spike protein that ended up being inside the, uh, the COVID virus and the vaccine. And it was too dangerous to do that. So because of the fact that it was too dangerous to do any kind of research that could easily be turned into a bioweapon or become uncontrollable, which happened, they then said, okay, since we can't do it here, where can we do it? Since we can't do it here, where can we do it? So what they did is they basically did a third-party uh, third uh, job transfer to Wuhan, and just started doing all of the gain of, of research function, gain of function research in Wuhan, China, probably our biggest enemy on the planet. And they said, since we can't do it in America, we'll do it in Wuhan. Also, when the military found out that this was happening, they brushed it under the rug, silenced it. And then after the outbreak, they then started demonizing and suppressing any kind of use of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine because they subsequently wanted to get the uh, pharmaceutical companies to get their vaccine out, which has the same spike protein in it that the original virus had in it that the military said from the very beginning was too dangerous to do research on. I hope I got that all correct for you. I know I stumbled a couple places. I've, said, I've, I've talked about this about 50 times today, and every time I, I talk about it, it becomes more and more uh, crazy that this is a reality that's actually happening. That Tony Fauci, the NIH, and the United States of America might be just as much, if not completely, to blame for this, along with their Chinese partners. Unreal. The kind of, I mean, it's, it's like we're living in a, a, on, on, a, on a Netflix special, House of Cards, or something like that. It's, <laughs> I just can't even believe what I'm saying is even real, but it is. But it is. So let's go to, uh, so anyway, that's, that's the kind of the, that was kind of the, um, the launch pad in, in, in these hearings today for, for the grilling of Tony Fauci. So let me, uh, let me bring up a couple of these videos. The first video I'm going to show you is actually uh, coming from Rand Paul calling out Fauci for how dangerous his rhetoric and his actions have been to the United States of America. Let's go to this video. Here we go. The idea that a government official like yourself would claim unilaterally, unilaterally to represent science, that any criticism of you would be considered a criticism of science itself, is quite dangerous. Central planning, whether it be of the economy or of science, is risky because of the fallibility of the planner. It would not be so catastrophic if the planner were simply one physician in Peoria then the mistakes would only affect that physician's patients, the people who chose that physician. But when the planner is a government official, 
like yourself, who rules by mandate, the errors are compounded and become much more harmful. A planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently, there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, <laughs> Oxford, and Stanford. And you quote in the email that they were from Dr. Collins, and you, you agree that they are fringe. And immediately, there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down. And not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Reprehensible. Dr. Fauci says Rand Paul. Look, Rand Paul has been leading, he's been the tip of the spear when it comes to grilling any, any no, expert. Oh, excuse me, hold on. From this Gotta pandemic. shut off this uh, audio. Uh, any health of, uh, expert from the NIH or the CDC, and, and that's one thing I can say about Rand Paul is for, for whatever, you might like him, you might not like him, you might think he's too tough, you might think he's not tough enough. I think he has done a wonderful, wonderful job grilling these health experts because he himself is a doctor. He himself is a doctor. Now, that prompted Tony Fauci, and I'm not going to play the video for you. I will play a little small piece of it for you, but that prompted Tony Fauci to come out and say, for everybody who's watching around the world right now, the one reason why Rand Paul is always trying to do these gotcha moments for sound bites and whatever, and he holds up uh, uh, some papers that he printed out that, are, that show Rand Paul's website, and he says, it's because of this. If you go to Rand Paul's website right here, it says, please, it says, fire Fauci, with a big picture of me, and then it says, please donate $5, $10, $20, whatever. So, Rand Paul is actually fundraising for his election re-election campaign and using me to do it. And I'm like, okay, prima donna much, calm down. Sound just like AOC. It's because all the Republicans wanted to date me. That's why they're saying things about me at some tranny rally down in Florida with no mask on. It's, uh, it's only because they want to date me. Uh, uh, uh. That's the Tony Fauci version of AOC saying that Republicans only wanted to. They only want to date me. Rand Paul is fundraising off of my name. <laughs> they all want to date me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I figured that we could use this as an opportunity I thought it would be great. We could use this as an opportunity to use what, what Tony Fauci said about Rand Paul as a campaign ad. This is Rand Paul. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking here on Live from America. Oh, my God, they only want to date me. This is Rand Paul's new campaign ad for his reelection. And it comes from none other than Tony the Ratface. Fauci. Check this out. <laughs> Give me some sound here. So go to 
Rand Paul website and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says contribute here. You can do five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars. There you go. That is the new campaign ad. Go to Rand Paul's website. You could do $5, $10, $20, whatever you need in order to get rid of Dr. Fauci. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Not only that, the uh, the GOP... Um, the GOP uh, committee actually released emails that show everything that Rand Paul was reading in that little video that I gave you. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they released the GOP Oversight Committee actually uh, released those emails that were between Tony Fauci and Francis Collins and other NIH officials, which, li- which literally talk about how we're going to suppress this information coming from renowned world well known well world known uh, world well known doctors. And physicians and virologists. Let's just suppress that. We gotta just get get rid of that. We don't want that's a <laughs> Remember to go to Rand Paul's website, uh, Tony Fauci says, and donate some money. Anyway, we'll be right back here on Real America's Voice News. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot more live from America coming up right after this. <laughs> that's great though, right? That's a great campaign ad for Tony Fauci or for uh, from Tony Fauci for Rand Paul. He needs to use that everywhere. He literally needs to use that everywhere. And he needs to put Master Splinter from the Ninja Turtles fa- uh, head on Tony's face and move the <laughs> move them out. <laughs> I hope he uses it. Everybody go to Rand Paul's uh, social media. Tag this show. Oh, you probably can if you're on Facebook, but tag this show, tag me, and say, hey, you need to use this as a campaign ad. (laughs) That's the greatest campaign ad I've ever seen in my life. Go to Rand Paul's website, he says. What a dummy. What a dummy. Anyway, guys. Um, I, I just wanted to give you kind of an overview of where we want to go in 2022. I know I haven't really talked to you about that, but here's what I want to do in 2022. I want to get out 10,000 Bibles and get them in the hands of people who need these Bibles. That's number one. Number two, we are going to, um, with, with the addition of a producer, which I did not want to pull the trigger and do because it's definitely extra funds, definitely to pay a producer to be here twice a day, every single day. And more when I'm out on the road to be here uh, and, and actually do things from here. I didn't really want to do that. But with the addition of a producer, what we'll be able to do is, is mind-blowing. Because when I'm out on the road, you know how it's hard for me to get a signal anywhere to do a show when I'm out on the road, when I'm on the bus? All I need is, a, is, a, is, is some kind of phone signal. And all I'm going to do is do a Skype feed back to this studio and then my producer will actually air the show the way it's supposed to be aired and use all the bandwidth and all the power of this studio to get it out there rather than me trying to do it out there on the road. It will make everything run more smoothly. Also, because of having him come aboard, I'll also it'll free me up about two and a half hours a day. And in that two and a half hours a day, I'll be able to reach out to you guys more, answer questions and emails more promptly rather than being behind and trying to play catch up. I'll be able to work with uh, state leaders in actually getting people registered, getting, uh, making sure that we, when we come to your state, we're much more, um, 
We have things a lot, a lot more together. We're much more organized for when we come to people's states and do things. So it'll free me up to do a lot of different stuff having this producer, okay? However, it does add um, funds that need to be paid out to somebody because the bills are growing. So I am going to rely hopefully strictly on, for the most part of it, rumble rants in order to cover producer. So I'm just giving you guys insight on, on the finances here of Live from America while we're on this commercial break. That way you guys understand where we want to go with this kind of growth. Obviously, we're adding an entire armor of God line, including a child. Uh, clothing line called Child of God because we want to get as many youngsters promoting God as possible. So we're doing that and a few other small things, but that's kind of where we want to go in 2022. I'm going to be doing more investigative reporting with other reporters, also from other news uh, organizations, and we're going to have more in-studio guests, and we're starting a once-every-two-week faith-based podcast on Sundays, the Sundays that I take the Friday evenings off. So just to give you guys an overview, Freddie Durf, email Jeremy and leave a message in the comment box below. Freddie, yes, email me at jeremy at jeremyherald.com or just go to the Bible request place. It says that everybody's saying you're requesting a Bible, which I just love the fact that you're requesting one, my friend. Just go to the request thing on jeremyherald.com, put your name in. It'll come right to the, the email that it's supposed to for us to send out Bibles. Either way, get me your address. We'll get you a Bible in your hand as soon as possible, okay? God bless you, brother. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Live from America, from the live, free, or die state of New Hampshire. And I'm Jeremy Harrell, the host of the show. Great talks during social media breaks. If you are not following on social media, Getter, Rumble, Telegram, make sure you follow Jeremy Harrell or Live from America with Jeremy Harrell so that you can uh, get in on the fun during the commercial breaks. When we, I, I said when we came back that we were going to get into another story, but I forgot to give Rand Paul his award for the day. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we are, January 11th, 2022. And the Smarty Award of the day goes to Rand Paul. Senator Rand Paul for always holding people's feet to the fire, taking them out behind Biden's woodshed, I like to say. (laughs) Anyway, Senator Roger Marshall. Senator Roger Marshall was up next confronting Tony the Ratface Fauci and challenged him to go outside Biden's woodshed as well, but really just in a a way of uh, being transparent to the American people. He said, look, Can't you just be transparent to the American people? Can't you just give us all unredacted, transparent documents so the American people, so we could put this to bed forever? And Tony Fauci did not like that. So let's go to this video of, um, let's go to this video of Senator Roger Marshall next, confronting Tony Fauci on being more transparent for the American people. And again, Tony Fauci did not like that. One bit. Here we go. Will you commit today to release all records fully unredacted by the end of this week so Congress and the American people can know the truth about NIH's role and the origins of COVID-19? So, again, Senator, it really pains me to have to just point out to the American public oh, does it? how absolutely incorrect you are. <laughs> what came out last night on Project Veritas was a grant that was submitted to DARPA. Then it distorted and said, we funded the grant. We have never seen that grant, 
and we have never funded that grant. So once again, you are completely and unequivocally incorrect when you join the DARPA proposal was a grant that we never saw and we did not fund. This is him spinning. So you are incorrect. Our social media will have all the supporting documents and we'll yeah, be supporting these Senator, through the record well, as well. You are, you. You're backing down on this? Oh, Why don't not at all. Why go and look at the very toss statement? They were talking about a grant that was submitted to DARPA. Are you saying this said, was not? Are you saying that this was viral gain of function research? I'm telling you that you're saying. Are that you saying that this DARPA was grant? not viral gain of function research? By the definition that you were very well aware. Which Your P3CO definition is you know, just you, a legalese to get away Senator that allows you to do the viral gain I'm of function about, studies. Senator. Senator Marshall, if you'll please allow the witness to respond. Senator, we know, and the misinformation, that the guide rails <laughs> for what can be done or not were not established by me. They were established by a three-year process led by the Office of Science and Technology Policy of the White House. And decided by you in a secret meeting at the White House in December of 2019. Boom. Uh, Senator, that is incorrect. This refers exactly <laughs> to what I was talking about. No, in hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's stop the video. <laughs> We need a t-shirt with Tony Fauci's face on it that says, Senator, that is incorrect. <laughs> That's his favorite thing to say when he's being brought to task by a senator. Senator, that is incorrect. <laughs> senator, that is incorrect. I'd wear that shirt. Senator, that is incorrect. <laughs> but I'd have uh, Master Splinter's face on Tony Fauci's uh on Tony Fauci's body. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to uh, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to have to put you through any more of Tony Fauci, but long story short, there again, he tried to turn it into this schoolyard like this 6th grade argument. Senator, you are incorrect trying to spin around again even though these senators have the proof right up there. I mean, they have the proof. They have the emails, they have the proof, they have the documents and he's still going that's untrue. We didn't know. Well, who did know? I don't know. I guess it was this guy over here. Well, hey, let's talk to this guy. Hey, Mr. Collins, did you know? I didn't know. Must have been that guy over there. Meanwhile, we keep staying out of trouble. No, no. We're storing up God's wrath on you. And it's all going to come down at once. It's all going to come down at once. That entire house of cards is going to come down crumbling on every one of you all at once. But anyway, let's stay with the CDC and Tony Fauci and coronavirus, even though we're all sick of talking about it, because the CDC is expected to update their guidelines, ladies and gentlemen. I know none of you really care. Where's the, where's the, oh, here it is. Here it is. Nobody cares. I know nobody cares about updating CDC guidelines because I haven't followed them since they've come out. Uh, but the CDC is expected to update their guidelines calling for people to wear N95 or KN95 masks, all while admitting that regular face cloth masks don't, face masks made of cloth don't work. So they're updating their guidelines to make you strap up with a more safe and effective mask because the masks they told you to use for the last two years are ineffective and not safe and don't work. Meaning that we were right again, you were wrong again, and I ask you, will you now give us our social media accounts back just so we can delete them as a proverbial middle finger to your face? Oh, yeah, let's read the story. <laughs> Not that we want to, but, you know, it is news, so here we go. Um, 
This is an admission that cloth masks and COVID vaccines do not work. In the same week, Rochelle Walensky has come out and said cloth masks do not work. Over 75 or about 75% of the people that died from the vax, uh, from the, uh, from the COVID virus probably had four to six comorbidities and not necessarily died of the virus. And in the same week as Soda Sonia Mayor lied from the Supreme Court bench and nobody really cared about her misinformation. The top five symptoms of the Omicron include headache, runny nose, fatigue, sneezing, and a sore throat. Oh no, the common cold. The CDC is going uh, into overdrive over a common cold and sniffles. Cloth masks, gaiters, and bandanas will no longer be acceptable. To Rochelle Walensky and Tony Fauci, the CDC will recommend all people completely bow to the CCP and wear an N95 or a KN95 mask all day long. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is considering updating its mask guidance because of an increase in the number of Omicron-related coronavirus cases. The Washington Post reported on Monday. The agency will likely advise people opt for the lightly protective N95 or KN95 masks worn by healthcare professionals. If they can do so consistently, the newspaper reported, Citing an official close to the deliberations. The CDC guidance is expected to say that if people can, quote, tolerate wearing a KN95 or 95 mask all day, well, then you should. Well, let me just tell you that I could not, quote, tolerate wearing any mask any portion of the day ever. So what does that do for people like me? Put me further into another class of non-vaccinated, non-mask wearing terrorists? (laughs) So just so you know, If you fly on an airplane, most likely you will have to wear an N95 or a KN95 mask because your regular cloth mask will no longer be effective. Scary news for those who care. But again, I don't care. And I know most of you watching don't care. I know a lot of you watching have gotten your first dose and your second dose, but you're saying, I don't care about the booster. I'm not going to get boosted until the day that I die. You know what I mean? Now, speaking of airlines and airline pilots, here's some amazing, crazy news regarding airline pilots. After many airline pilots are reporting blacking out while in the air or having chest pains and or breathing problems, leaving one of the pilots at risk to have to man or woman that plane by themselves, which is incredibly stressful for one person due to this why they have two. After all this is going on, one pilot finally goes on record saying that 80% of pilots will not be taking the booster shot. They will not be taking the booster shot. Let's go to the story and read it real quick. The pilot or the uh, the pilot that goes on to this podcast, which you can find on Rumble, by the way. If you go to Rumble, go to um, Steve Kirsch's Rumble page. It's just S. Kirsch, and the headline is Airline Pilot Latane Campbell. A pilot's view of COVID policies. This is what he says. Key points to this, to, this, uh, to this Rumble video so you don't have to go watch it. He knows about 100 pilots. And 80% are not going to take the booster under any circumstance. They'll quit if they are forced to take it. Number two, virtually all of the pilots know that masks are completely 
useless, which is why they got their CEOs to go in front of Congress and say that being in that airplane is probably safer than being outside with all the, filtr- the filtration um, devices and systems that they have in these planes. <clears throat> Number three, the pilots all take off their masks as soon as they close the cockpit door. Wearing masks makes flying dangerous. Number four, if 20% of the pilots walk off the job, it's the end of commercial airline industry. So if he knows 80%, 100 pilots and 80% of them say they're going to walk, and he's saying that even if 20% actually do, it is the end of the commercial airline industry. Again, I reported two months ago, this is exactly what Biden is trying to do. They do not like the private sector. They do not like the private industries. They want to control everything and federalize literally everything. That is how you go from capitalism to communism. And based on what's been going on with the supply chain and stuff like this, they're not that stupid. These people are not stupid. They're very intelligent people. So there's only one other explanation. Number five, the, the airlines tried to strong arm the pilots into taking the vaccine or else. The pilots resisted and the airlines immediately recanted, allowing religious and medical exemptions. And number six, key points in this video, from a pilot, the more you vaccinate, the sicker people get. Most pilots have figured this out. Those are the six key takeaway points from that video in case you don't want to watch it. And those are explosive explosive key takeaway points from a pilot active right now who's telling you what other pilots are saying. The end of the airline industry as we know it. Now, they have been lying since day one, and in the last week we've been vindicated more than we have probably in the last year for anything. We've had Tony Fauci come out and tell the truth about kids and how many are actually uh, uh, in the hospitals that actually have COVID or because of COVID rather than have COVID. We have New York coming out and saying 50% of the people that are, that are uh, reporting to be in the hospital um, with COVID don't have COVID at all. So just faulty reporting. We have Walensky coming out and saying cloth masks don't work. We have Walensky coming out and, 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 and cutting down the time of, of quarantine. We have all of this vindication happening, and I, I think none more than what you're about to see right now, which is actually some pretty scary stuff. What you're about to see right now is the CEO of Pfizer, CEO of Pfizer, who is a disgusting human being in, in alone, has finally come out and said that the first two doses barely do anything to protect you. The first two doses, at one point, if you took the first two doses, you were completely vaccinated, Remember? Remember when you were completely vaccinated after you took the first two doses and you didn't need boosters and all that? Then you needed boosters. Now he's coming out after majority of the world has actually taken the first two shots, saying the first two shots are basically useless. Basically useless. Check it out. Uh, and we know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. If the any. three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, in, in against deaths, I think, very good. Um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now, we are working on a, on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1. Oh, of course you are. That uh, will cover Omicron as well. <laughs> the first two doses do little protection, if any. He says, if any. The third one is a little bit better. You know, you're on your way. But that fourth one will really get you. And we're working on vaccine 1.1 for your fifth dose. 
dun 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 Anybody else want to go to the circus? Let's take a quick break. A quick break here on Real America's Voice News, live from America. Returns in a second. What do you guys think? What do you think of that? And you want to know something that's funny? Is you won't hear that on any other news station. You won't hear that on another news station anywhere that that CEO said that. Nowhere. I guarantee. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. I'll give you. I'll give 10 bucks. I'll give 10 bucks. Because my bills are heavy right now. I'll give $10 to the first person that actually shows me video footage of that specific clip that I just played being played on any other news station besides Real America's Voice News. I'll give $10. Jeremy, Scotty needs help getting some ivermectin. Casey donated Rumbles for it. Can you help him get it? I can direct, I can go to the right place where he can get it. Um, What he needs to do is get me his uh, phone number or his email address, and somebody needs to send that to me on Telegram. If he can't do it on Telegram, somebody else do it. Send me a message on Telegram saying that it's his his email address or his phone number, and we'll get a hold of him, and I'll, I'll, I'll get him in the right direction and help pay for it from that donation, okay? Unbelievable. Like I said, 10 bucks to anybody who can show me anything at all pertaining to somebody else playing that clip, because I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Anyway, let's come back from this break. Welcome back to Live from America. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I got to give a dumb dumb award of the day away. So I say we got to give the dumb dumb award of the day to the CEO of Pfizer, who, by the way, is not vaccinated. The CEO of Pfizer, not vaccinated. You ready for your. Vaccine (laughs) 1.1? Unbelievable. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, among all the law breaking, all the constitutional violations, all the stealing of elections and partisan uh, loser committees that have zero power in real life, the Justice Department is now going to create a new arm of law. They're going to once again prove that Donald J. Trump was right when he said, they're not coming for me. They're coming for you. I'm just in the way. Do you remember when President Trump said that? Well, the Justice Department is proving him right once again because right now they are moving forward with creating a new unit focused on domestic terrorism. But Jeremy, you might ask, don't we already have units in this country of the law enforcement agencies at a federal level that really specialize in homegrown domestic terrorism. And I'd say, yes, we do have those. But no, 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 this is a new one. This is a new one, folks. This is a new one that's going to be directly targeting you. If you're a mama bear who joined uh, into your um, opposition of any of the school board crap going on and went to a school board, they're coming after you. If you were in Washington, D.C., but might not have entered the Capitol building like myself, they're coming after me. If you have an American flag flying outside your house with a Trump flag, maybe, maybe a sign that says something about Jesus or faith, they're coming after you. Ladies and gentlemen, they are coming after the American patriot. That is what they're doing. They're literally coming after the American people. I am not lying to you. I'm not kidding. 
The Justice Department is creating a full unit focused on domestic terrorism. Assistant Attorney General Matthew Olson testified before the Senate Judiciary Commission uh, Committee on Tuesday on the threat of domestic terrorism. Olson said he created a specialized unit focused on domestic terrorism due to the growing threat of anti-authority ideologies. Let me say that one more time. For uh, a threat, a growing threat of anti-authority ideologies, meaning that if you don't like big government and you don't think that government should be in the way telling you what to do and how to live your life, and you have an anti-authority way about you, they're coming after you, my friend. Oh, yes. Here's Darren Beatty talking a little bit about who they're after and what they want. Immune system. Two of Hold our on. top That's selling- Alex Jones. You the mainstream media is propounding this ridiculous notion that the events of January 6th can be uttered in the same breath as Pearl Harbor, as 9-11, and so forth. And that was and literally Kamala with- Harris and Biden both said that publicly during press conferences today. Right. So beyond how ludicrous it is and how hyperbolic and really how disrespectful it is to the victims of those previous events, I think it's important to note that what they're also saying is that the people who are the criminals of January 6th, which in their view is not the FBI types who orchestrated it, it's the American people. It's the Trump supporters. Not only the Trump supporters who are at the rally, but it's the 70 plus million people who support Trump across the country. Those are the villains in this false morality play. And what they're saying when they compare January 6th to 9-11 is they're saying, we're going to shove another Patriot Act down your throat. But this time we're going after actual patriots. Well, they're going to shove another Patriot Act down our throat. But this time, they're actually going after real patriots. That's why they use terms like insurrection, even though there was not one, because that's how they demonize it. And making the American people through mass uh, psychosis formation believe in something that's not even true. Take one more commercial break. We'll be right back to end the show here on Live from America. Please stay tuned. Scary stuff, guys. Scary stuff. It's not going to happen. Look, look, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. The federalization of the elections is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I'll tell you and I'll tell you why. Because if they thought and if they were scared, running scared on January 6th over stealing an election, what do you think the American people are going to do if they steal the entire process? You think everybody's just going to sit down like they do in Australia and cry? You think everybody's just going to sit down like they do in England and cry and just bow down? You think they're going to do what they do everywhere? (laughs) We don't have any guns, so we're just going to cry and sit down. I beg to differ, ladies and gentlemen. I beg to differ. Very much beg to differ. I saw somebody said, any word on the Armor of God sweatshirt that I ordered last year? Yes, I actually sent you a message back saying to reach out to <clears throat> um, LFA Business 21 at Gmail. It was, it's, it's, the, it's, the, uh, it's the apparel email that you could uh, go and you could pick something else out. Um, send me another message, maybe another email, maybe a way to get a hold of you. And we'll replace that. That wasn't, uh, that wasn't my fault. That was a third-party company that we used. And they never were on time sending anything out. And a lot of people didn't get stuff. So I apologize for that. 
I really do. I hate to pass the buck, but that's why I pulled everything in-house. So we'll make sure that we make it right no matter what. Always do, okay? Just so you know. Just so you know, I just wanted to make sure that we're clear on that so that you don't think that, uh, that Live from America actually shorted you. It was uh, partly cloudy, I believe the name of the company was. But we'll make it right. Don't worry, okay? All right. <clears throat> Welcome back to Live from America, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I want to thank each and every one of you. We do have an update on the January 6th political prisoners from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's go ahead and play that for you right now. This is Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. I have a major update on the D.C. Gulag right here in Washington, D.C., where pre-trial January 6th defendants are being held. And remember, they've been held much of the time in solitary confinement. Yesterday, the U.S. Attorney filed a motion in district court that reveals that the U.S. Marshals have observed several deficiencies at the Central Treatment Facility housing the January 6th defendants. The CTF is ran by Trump-hating, man-hating, Republican-hating Deputy Warden Kathleen Landerkin. This is the woman that I've asked to be fired. This is more evidence proving the conditions at the D.C. Gulag are not only atrocious, but they're inhumane. So ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Federal marshals have uh, concluded that there are inhumane conditions going on in the political prison of D.C. And along with Marjorie Taylor Greene, we call for the firing of the person overseeing that jail as completely incompetent and probably at fault for everything. We will continue to fight as much as we have to to get these people some justice and at least get their word out and let people know what's going on. Okay. Probably one of the worst things that's happening in this country right now. And it's connected exactly with that right there, making each and every one of us a terrorist. Look, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. I want to encourage you to go to jeremyharrell.com if you find value in this show. We are completely viewer-funded. We took that leap of faith, and so far, so good. If you want it to keep going, you want it to keep growing, please go to jeremyharrell.com. Consider becoming a monthly donor or just use promo codes on companies that we're partnered with, like Live from uh, like uh, mypillow.com. Use the promo code LFA, and as well as patriotfoods.com as well. I want to say there are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless each and every one of you, and I will see you tomorrow morning for more Live from America, right here from the Live Free or Die State. Remember, you can't beat God. Have a great night, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye.